Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We're going to get into all kinds of things. Jim Traber coming up at 930. I'm sure he'll want to talk a little bit about NBA playoffs, some other things going on nationally. Uh, big series starts today in Class 4A, District 4 on the baseball field with the Big Elks and the Weatherford Eagles both looking uh, to uh, claim the district title and also what comes along with that is hosting by districts and then if you get through that hosting a regional to try to get into the 4A state tournament so there's that going on uh, the conference golf tournament's going on for the girls uh, lots of different things uh, happening around spring sports in western Oklahoma we're here at Sarah National as we have been on Mondays throughout the first of this year Big weekend a couple of weekends ago with the first tournament of the year and the alumni, great turnout, great reception. The Bob coming up in two weekends, the 29th and 30th. There's still a couple of spots left, and that is why we have, gracing our presence once again, Mr. Jay Manning. What's up, Jay? Nothing. Nothing at all. Ready for some uh, good weather. And uh, like I said, two weeks for the Bob. I'm getting excited for it. Let's go back to uh, Alumni Weekend. Man, it was a, an awesome it day. Was. Great job ordering the weather Thank for you. the weekend. <laughs> yes. I mean, you guys did a heck of a job there. It was, I mean, by far the nicest day I've ever played in that golf tournament in the handful of times or so that I played. Uh, but it seemed like everybody was in a good mood with the, with the sun out, and everybody had a great time uh, a couple weekends ago here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Alumni, it's always – I love it. I mean, it's obviously a great time. Get to see some good people again. Uh, but yeah, the weather couldn't have been any better. I mean, it was just amazing how uh, how it all panned out, and it, everything seemed to go pretty smooth. And of course, the tournament was just great. Uh, it was completely full. Still had people waiting to get in, even that morning, hoping they could sneak in and couldn't get it done. But uh, but yeah, it's a it was an awesome time for sure. And then the nightcap with Dean Jackson and them again did a great job. And you know, we just uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the uh, <clears throat> the barbecue. Oh yeah, so that good. was out here. It was awesome, <laughs> yes. and the and the food trucks. Yeah, the food trucks are great. Oh my gosh, that, that was a, a welcome, a welcome addition there Saturday night. After I listened to a little bit of Dean Jackson yes. band, it was probably <laughs> something, a little hungry. It was probably something that was needed uh, <laughs> at that point in the evening. All right, let's, let's shift our focus to what's coming up uh, with the Bob here in a couple weeks. Just a couple, what four spots left in the morning right now? I, I believe that. Yep. And so, uh, first off, how do people get involved? If they're listening to us, they realize, you know what, these guys have been talking about this tournament for a while now, and it's about to get full. Tell us how people can uh, gobble up those last couple of spots. Yeah, I mean, really the easiest way would be the, call, the clubhouse at 928-9046. Um, and then if there's any additional questions they have, the girls can, you know, get them in touch with myself or JB. And uh, But, yeah, and of course, if I believe four or five are still left, but uh, – and then if they need carts, you know, we have limited carts here, so that's something they need to make sure. And, and uh, you know, the guys that are already signed up that are listening, you know, if they need carts, they need to let us know so we can get their name down. But, uh, but that would be the best way, 928-9046, and we'll get them on the list. So there's two, two uh, tee times on, sat- on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then 
your tee time on Sunday will be determined by how you play on Saturday and what fight you fall yeah, in, right? Absolutely, yeah. So the uh, so the you know A and B flights will play in the afternoon on Sunday, uh, and then the C and D you know players will play in the morning. So uh, it's really just depends again on how you play on Saturday. So uh, the you know the, the hackers like myself will be in the morning on Sunday, and we'll get to go watch some good golf in the afternoon. So uh, we're excited about it, and hope we get a good turnout for sure. What else is going on uh, around the tournament uh, for those couple of days? As far as? Just people will be out here, food, oh, yeah. food options and that so, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, – so, Cud's going to cook for us in the afternoon, uh, going to have lunch uh, both days, which is going to be a very, very good thing, just like you said. we It'll be nice to have that. Uh, we didn't have that last year. And then uh, uh, Barbara Dyson Ford is going to have the little tailgate trailer out there, and we're going to kind of put them on the course out there so we can have some – beverages and stuff like that uh I, i'm not sure exactly what else we're going to do but the girls are going to from barbara dice are going to hook us up there so uh but uh, and then for the calcutta um we're going to have they'll be it, they'll be catered as well and then we'll so we'll have some food that evening to, to feed the guys saturday night so that'll all be right here uh back right, in the banquet room right, right here, on the patio yeah, or whatever you want to yeah, eat yeah we'll have uh yeah the back of course that back room will be open for that calcutta but you know plenty of room out there on the back porch you know for the people that want to uh, just sit around and you know we encourage people to come out and and just partake watch you know watch some golf you know gallery a little bit we we sure love to have as many people out here as we can seems like a popular tournament take it bigger and bigger every year so that being said people might i mean i know it's two weeks away but people need to sign up pretty much right now right oh, oh yeah i mean it's it's just i mean it's just kind of crazy last year i mean we last year at this time we we were about the same position but uh the uh it's just the word's out people know about it uh and we're you know, we're trying to grow it, of course, trying to get some, you know, better things this year than we did last year. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want in, you know, let us know so we can get you down. And, and then hopefully we have a waiting list again. So, we'll, we'll you know, that, that's always a good thing to have. So, Is there anything that you'd want to tell people uh, that we haven't talked about here as far as what happens that weekend, how the, how the weekend goes, and, and what uh, you're looking forward to yourself? Yeah, I mean, it, it just obviously, you know, Two tea times, so you know we'll be here early on on Saturday morning to get everybody uh, sent off that are playing in the morning, um, and you know the people who aren't playing that are or are playing in the afternoon. I mean that's my favorite part is to go out there and watch a little bit. You know uh, both days. You know I I love to play, but I enjoy watching it as well. So uh, that's 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 kind of what I'm looking forward to, I guess. Uh, but it, anything other than just the just the golf itself, just uh, getting people out here and seeing the course that. You know, like I said, there are some changes we've talked about previously that it's going to look a little bit different. And, of course, we have this great place to come now. So, uh, to, you know, enjoy not just golf, but just, you know, just hang around, talk, and have some beers and have a good time. So, we're very excited about it. 928-9046 is the phone number to get signed up. Just a couple of spots left. When I say a couple, I mean like the fingers on your one hand. That's right. <laughs> That's how many spots that there are left. And those are those will be morning spots on Saturday, but that doesn't mean that you can't earn yourself an afternoon tea time on Sunday with your play. That's very uh, true. Coming up on Saturday morning. What time are you guys uh, going to tell for those guys that play in the morning that when then want to come back to the dinner in the Calcutta, what time are you wanting them to kind of roll back in if – uh, they don't want to want to stay out here and drink beer all afternoon. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna not hang around all day, uh, I mean, you know, the Calcutta. I, I mean, that's kind of hard. But I would say, you know, seven o'clock is gonna be a pretty good time. It's gonna be getting dark, you know, not too much later after that, anyways. But I want to say last year it was around seven thirty when everybody kind of started filing back in. But you know, be here early. Make sure you're here for it. Uh, 
you know, it'll take a little bit to get everything done and get your scores posted and stuff like that. I mean, once that afternoon round finishes is when we'll sit down and, and break it and, and kind of see where everybody lands. And then, uh, then we'll put it up there and we'll, we'll get the Calcutta rolling and uh, get some food in us. And, and then we'll restart it again on Sunday morning. All right, man. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. It's going to be I – mean, I was unfortunately had to miss it last year, rolled in as it was finishing last yes. year, and it appeared to be a lot of fun oh, yeah. for the people that were out here all day long. So yep. uh, we'll, you'll be back next week it just to kind of, kind yep. of put a bow on everything that's going to happen. That's right. I'll be here next week to – yeah, that's right, just to talk a little bit more. and Hopefully we're full by then and we can really get it rolling. Absolutely. Jay Manning, thank you so much uh, for joining us here today. Tell you what, Jared, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, talk about what's going on today around uh, Western Oklahoma, maybe hit a little bit of the thunder as their season ends. And then, of course, Jim Chaber coming up at 930 to talk to us about all the things that are kind of nationally around on the sporting landscape. Skinny on Sports hanging out at Sayre National here on a Monday morning right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Do you need a venue to hold an alumni get-together? The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Jay Manning, appreciate his time here at uh, Sayre National. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. You I'm, seem like you're – I'm preoccupied. You're uh, – How was your weekend, Jared? It was It was good. It was good. It was a pretty weekend. Other, well, Saturday was – Was it, Now, you're down in Ardmore. Was it, was it windy and cold down there? Yes. As, like it was here? Yes, so it Saturday was. wasn't a lot of fun, but uh, yesterday was pretty. I was on the softball field most of the afternoon, enjoying that weather and enjoying uh, the stuff we did out there. But yeah, so so how was yours? You went down to Ardmore, like you said. Yeah, went to Ardmore. Um, watched a little bit of baseball. Yeah, I say a little bit because our guys struggle a little bit early on in the season. Get it? But man, what a, it was an amazing tournament. So. I'm going to imagine down there you're bringing in a lot of teams from Texas, maybe. There was 56 12U teams. Wow. And that's all, I mean, from, from what it looked like to me, that was the only age group in this uh, USSSA um, tournament. 56 teams. So there ended up being, what is that, 14 pools of four? And then, of course, I think there was six or seven, six different brackets yesterday, uh, single elimination. It was a, it was an amazing deal. We stayed uh, down. Uh, have you ever been to the Windstar Casino? I've always wanted to. Every time I, you know, drive down to Dallas area, you know, you drive right by it. It looks awesome. Yeah, so that's we stayed, like, right there just to the south of it. And I was asking the lady as we were, as I was checking into to the hotel we were staying at, I was kind of quizzing her about, you know, this thing and, you know, all this. And it's the largest casino in the world. She said it takes two hours to – or it's, it's two miles to walk from the one side of it clear to the other. Wow. Uh, at any point in time, there can be up to, like, 25,000 people inside. It was that, crazy. That it's, is it's, it's, it's called Windstar World, so each yeah. – kind of building is modeled around a different part of the world uh-huh. 
Uh, we didn't actually go in and we I listened to her talk about it. She said there's right now 1,700 rooms available there at the casino. They're able to, uh, they've already got approved for another tower, which will add another 300. So that'll be 2,000 hotel rooms. It's just like, oh my goodness. There's golf courses there. I mean, it's brilliant where it's located. You're pulling, yes. in, you're pulling in the Texas crowd. They're willing to drive up 35, you know, and people obviously drive down from Oklahoma City, Norman, or anywhere. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant location. They get some big names in there too to to perform. Well, they they have a they're about to finish their convention or their entertainment center. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I guess I don't know if it's a remodel or an add on or whatever. She said it's a it'll be done here pretty quick. And then at that point, they'll start on the fifth tower. So, yeah, you're talking about even larger space for yeah. even bigger acts. I've always thought about coming. going down there for a weekend with, with my wife, you know, maybe another couple, and, and the guys go play golf, girls do the spa thing, because I know there's a spa in there. You, could, you don't have to leave the, the site. No, you know, I think they, I'm sure they have a nice pool. You'll go down there in the summertime. and Many. You yeah, mini, yeah. When I was doing some, what's well, a casino without a pool, right? I think there's like five different pools. Yeah, yeah. Golf, a fun weekend to get away. It's crazy. I just that's, this episode brought to you by Windstar. Yeah, that's the one thing that I noticed. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at this place. It's, yeah, it's uh, impressive it, when it's you drive incredible. by. It. Yep. Uh, but anyhow, it's Ardmore still there. If you're wondering, it is still there. Yep. It's still three and a half hours away. <laughs> uh, we actually went. There was so much construction on I-35. We went. We went that way on Friday. And then yesterday we came back through like Frederick, Warica, Ringling, and all the way, and then Alphas yeah. eventually they come up that way. Come up that way yep. to to get back, and it seemed just, and it's probably just because you didn't have you know delays mm-hmm. with with waiting. It, I don't know if it was faster or not, but it seemed like it. So uh, that worked out pretty well. But anyway, that was a good weekend. It was a fun weekend hanging out. You know, Lake Murray down there. Yeah, kind of ate. We had a little hot dog cookout after one of the games to relax and get off their feet and which they've just played baseball the whole time so i don't know if that that worked to that <laughs> what we we're looking for there lake but. murray i've when i was a kid um we vacationed there we went <clears throat> camping there a couple summers in a row really cool neat lake man a it, place called tucker's tower is that that tower you go up and you could see the whole thing yeah yes yeah yes it's really we, neat really neat place did that a couple of summers ago went down there for a few days it the the water is it almost reminds you of the Caribbean, almost the, with the blue color that it, it is. is. And, and I know a lot of it's one of the biggest diving lakes in Oklahoma because it's, a it's deep, so clear. It is a deep, deep lake too, yeah. and I, I, you know, it's you know, we talk about how there's the subtle differences between you go a little bit to the east and the greener it is, right? Uh-huh. I mean, you get just it seems like right when you pass, you cross 35. It's suddenly a lot more green and lush than out here, obviously, because they're getting more water or, wet, or rain and stuff. But even when you go down south. No doubt. Um, I always found it because I'll get it. When I remember, what I remember about Lake Murray was swimming in it, it felt warmer than what, say, the lakes up here are, like Foss Lake, Canton, Fort Cobb, whatever. And, and I, it probably – Makes sense. You're going a little bit further south, a little bit warmer climate, just a little bit, but it raises the temperature up in the water a little bit. It was definitely more green there than it is. Oh, here. I don't doubt it. Definitely, they're, and, it, they're, and it's not even that. Like you said, it's not even that far. Maybe if you just go north and south, it's what an hour and twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah, it's not a ton further south, but man, 
as we kind of moved our way west and then a little bit north and then west and a little bit north, you could just even to Altus, the, the difference in the north-south, it was it was drier and, and oh, it wasn't yeah. as green even at Altus as it was down that way. Yeah, they're getting um, a lot more rain than we are. I'm a little jealous. Question uh, on the text line. where we're, we're talking about Windstar. The casino at Windstar uh, is where we're talking about. It was just – it's crazy. I, and I, like I said, we didn't go inside. And it was just asking the – the lady, because she actually, she said she works at the hotel there mm-hmm. during the week, and then on the weekends, with Friday or Saturday, she's down at, at the hotel we were at. So uh, it's incredible. All right, coming up today, Jared, big, huge, massive, whatever word you want to use for it, two-game series in baseball, Class 4 raid District 4, as Elk City and Weatherford tied atop the standings, both undefeated in District play both ten and zero. Uh, the one advantage that the Elks have is the run differential, because they have they have earned all ten possible run points in each of the district games. They only have to split because uh, Weatherford beat Clinton by four runs, which means they left six out there for that possible ten. They also beat Woodward by four in one of the games that they won which left that, so a total of 12. So all the Elks have to do is earn a split, but I'm sure both sides would want to go ahead and uh, be able to claim an outright no-tie district title with a, with a, a sweep. Elk City did uh, had their 18-game winning streak snapped on Saturday. Uh, they, what, it was a crazy weekend, starting with Friday against Blanchard. That was just an absolute slugfest in the wind. Uh, ends up 14-13. Kale Poole hit a walk-off home run in the eighth inning. They actually extra innings uh, in the bottom of the eighth. Then um, the Mount St. Mary's Festival, uh, Elk City beat uh, Bishop McGinnis, coming back from four down in like the fourth inning. They went, end up winning 12-8. But then Mount St. Mary snapped that long winning streak uh, in the second game on Saturday, 9-5. to uh, So, you know, that's, that's one of those things for me. I mean, it's no fun to lose. I get it. But at the same time, it's the first time they've lost dating back to, uh, to the trip down to Alabama. Basically a month straight uh, of winning games. And then you look forward, and there's not that much left before the playoffs start. I'm not sure that it was necessarily a bad thing that the Elks kind of tasted defeat, remember what that's like, and now refocus, go win a district title, get ready for the playoffs, and, and see what you can do from there. Yeah, I saw that they played Bishop McGinnis, and, and I thought that's a good test. They got the W, and then – it was Mount St. Mary's, was it, and playing them. And, you know, saw that they lost. And that's the first thing that came to my mind, too, was that, I mean, not every – every coach going to tell you, every game means something. But, come on, this wasn't a district game. It's it's one of those games, you know, you're you're playing to play and, and, and stay fresh and stay focused and stay sharp. And I think it's okay to, you know, that now that the pressure of continuing to win back-to-back-to-back-to-back games is off of them, they can kind of like, okay, big deep breath. Let's refocus here. We got a big one on Monday. I like. I mean, I like that they play the games and they and they seek out the. You know, Coach uh, J Mac has been great at. You know, whether we give credit to him or or Hunt or whoever makes the schedule, but they're seeking out competition outside of the district play, and they did that on Saturday. And and I deem it as success to go up there and get a couple or get a play a couple games and get a win against a good McGinnis team that traditionally is a good team. So, but tonight should be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially for the district title and be right here in Elk City and encourage everyone to go on out and, and root them on. Should yeah. be a pretty night for it, too. Yeah, t- tonight's at Weatherford. Tomorrow. Oh, well, my apologies. Yeah, tonight's at Weatherford. Tomorrow's at Elk. 
So, well, go to Weatherford then. Uh, well, well, here's the thing. <laughs> when, you, when you look at tomorrow night, yeah, go, go tonight. But coming back tomorrow, uh, you're talking about the regular – I believe it's the regular season uh, home finale, senior night. And what better way to celebrate those seniors than to, to come out, have a big old crowd in a game that either A, is going to be for the district title, you know it's going to be for it if, if Weatherford wins tonight, or B, celebrate – winning a district title there you go. after the win tonight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's lots of different reasons. Celebrate those seniors that have, that have really kind of been part of turning Elk City baseball back around into, you know, what it has been in the past uh, when it was rolling, and, and there's no sign of it letting up. I mean, with, uh, with the junior high group, I think the eighth graders won a tournament this weekend. You know, there's, there's plenty in the pipeline coming uh, to sustain a bunch of success here in a, in a short and maybe even a longer amount of time. Um, with, uh, with with Jay at the at the helm, and he's he they've done a great job, like you said, with the scheduling. You know, when you look through the the district, and you, you get every game has been won by the max you can win it by, or I mean, at least the counts for the standings. And so to be able to go out and play a home and home with Blanchard, play Tuttle, go down to Alabama, then do what you did this weekend. You know, a couple weekends ago, you had Blanchard Chickasha, then you went Bing and Hera. Now you had Bishop McKinnis. You know, yeah. so you're, you're getting. Uh, you're, you're getting yourself acclimated to a lot of different things, a lot of different arms. And so I, I just think that if you're going to have one like this, it's a perfect time to have a loss, refocus, and now go out, win a district title, and get yourself ready uh, for the playoffs. Because the truth was, if they were just going to roll through this, it, it, some, it was going to end up having to be like a 30-game win streak to right. win the state title. Right. I mean, that is so hard in baseball to be able to, to be – on top of your game every single night for 30 straight nights. So, um, you know, surf for that loss, now come back uh, with cash on the hill today. You know, it would be a good chance to, to win the second straight district title, have a chance to host regionals for the second straight year, and, and hope you get into that state tournament for another, uh, you know, a second straight time there as well. So uh, a good weekend, 2-1 two and, two and one overall, another win against Blanchard, a team that lots of people respect for what they have been able to accomplish as the defending champs. And now you got Weatherford coming up today. Also, uh, speaking of Blanchard, uh, Chickasha and Blanchard will play a two-game series starting today as well. They're both undefeated in District 2. Uh, so that, you know, depending on how that shakes out, um, you know, there's the, I think the third team out of that district comes to whoever wins the district here for regionals. But that's another thing to look at, though, for the, for the loser of the district up here. Where does that put you in relation to mm-hmm. those other teams and kind of who – who you'd be playing uh, with the Chickasha or Blanchard, so that'll be fun. Uh, a couple of uh, a couple of districts out west of I-35 today on the baseball field that are battling it out with undefeated teams, and uh, we'll uh, we'll for sure let you know kind of how that shakes out uh, as we get closer and closer. And then what uh, this week is Class A and B? No, they, that is they, that's they right. Start, uh, uh, they start district play. I know. Just had this conversation with somebody yesterday because I got it. I got it flipped around. Wednesday. Well, I'm sure it's different. We got an email from yeah, Darren. Lady. Darren sent me one, and I didn't know. Do they it. play Wednesday or Thursday? I'll tell you. And there's, well, I know, on over Canute, the boys play Wednesday, and the girls will play theirs on Thursday. The slow pitch. Okay, but okay, Canute remind Canute's just a two-team district, right? Just them and Cordell. Yeah. On the baseball field. Without looking it up, I believe that's correct. I think that's right as well. Okay, here we go. Feel free to call in, Coach Varnell. Uh, Thursday, okay. Now, both Thursday at Leedy. Both those District those Baseball Thursday. and Salpa at Leedy on Thursday, April 20th. Gotcha. 
uh, Leedy and Corn Bible on the softball field start at two. That's a best of three. And then on the for the baseball, da, 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 it's opening. It's opening. It's but it's Thursday, um, and so that'll all that'll start. And, yeah, all across the state of Oklahoma. So man, it's we say it when we start talking about this stuff. It's just hard to believe that it's already yeah, it's, yeah. time for spring sports playoffs because it feels like we just walked out of the big house like twenty minutes ago. Uh, yes, okay. So starting at two, Sharon Mutual Tyrone, Lady will play Sharon Mutual. Lady will play Tyrone. Repeat game one. If everybody is one and one, if there's a two no team and a one and one team, they'll play the final game. So a possibility that that thing's over on Thursday would be an necessary game at 4 o'clock on Friday if that uh, has to happen. Very good. All right, let's take a break. When hey, we come real back, quick, final ahead. thought on the Elk City Series, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, tomorrow night. I don't know if you've seen this. Yes, Dream yes, League, yes, yes. if you're a participant of Dream League, family participants, you get in free. That's all courtesy of the ba- the baseball team, who was there, I believe, on Saturday helping them out. Last, a week ago or Saturday. A week, well, of course, I think it, it was could tr- be there this Saturday. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, was the, it was the Tracksters. The, gotcha. the track team yeah. was out there this Saturday. But pretty cool stuff, so. Absolutely. Um, be yep. a fun night at the ballpark. And no doubt about it. looks like it's going to be nice. Maybe breezy, but it's going to be warm. Well, we can't have one without the other, can we? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the ultimate Jim Traber will be joining us. Talk about all things around the sporting landscape right here on the Skinny on Sports. Hanging out at Sayre National. Don't forget, just a couple of spots left in the Bob in a couple of weeks. 928-9046 to get your team signed up for that. Coming back with Trabe here on the Sports Animal. The times are changing. The grass is greening. The days are getting longer. That means golf season is upon us. Tournament season will also fill the calendar in April with the second annual four-man known as the Bob at the end of the month. Slots are filling up fast, so get your team in today by contacting Sayre National at 580-928-9046. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. No, 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 no. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out here at Sayre National. Got the Bob coming up in a couple of weeks. Still a few spots left to get your four-man team involved in that golf tournament. Call 928-9046. Also, today is the day, Jared. Do you know what today is? The Boston Marathon? It's the Boston Marathon. (laughs) It's also, today is the first day that you can sign up for the 26th annual KECO Golf Tournament at Elk City Golf and Country Club, June 24th. Books are open. Go to KECOFM.com. Get your team signed up. Go ahead and make that payment to secure your spot. Trust me, looking at my email already and my phone call list from today, you better get signed Even up. Our first if guest, A, B, and C. Yeah. Exactly. Jay's already Jay's in. already signed up. A, B, and C flight. If you want to play, you better get on the ball. Go right. to KECOFM.com. Uh, get your team signed up for the uh, 26th annual KECO. That's another tournament. tournament that's going to fill up fast. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I think last year we set a record. It was like t- 10 or 12 days for A, B, and C flight. I don't know if it'll make it through the week the way that it started off this morning. Joining us now is the voice that you're going to hear right here on these airwaves at 2 o'clock. It's the ultimate Jim Traber. Jim, how are you this morning? I'm good, fellas. How are you good? Doing well, a little tired. I spent uh, the weekend in Ardmore at a baseball tournament, and so out in the wind and a little bit cooler than I had, poss- that I, than I had planned for, at least. Uh, so, I know it, man. I went up to uh, Downstream Casino. You guys ever been up there? It's in the, it's in the very northeast corner of the state. So, it's a nice place. And um, 
So we, uh, you know, we get in Friday night, and I'm listening on the radio, and so I got some things to say about that. I'm listening to Eric's basketball. I'm listening to Eric on the same Thunder game, uh-huh. and I came home and watched it, and I don't think Matt Pinto is watching the same game that everybody else is watching, but whatever, we'll talk about that. Anyway, we get up there Friday, and then Saturday, you know, it's beautiful weather, we get up there Saturday, and it's just suddenly freezing. The weather, wind blowing, I'm like, God, it's ridiculous, man. It's the middle of April. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm glad I went out there with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, man, Saturday night. We didn't play until like 7 or maybe 8 o'clock that last game. And by the time we got out of there, it was it was freezing. Uh, but I also didn't pack for that. I had shorts on. and At least I had a hoodie. So that helped out a little bit. Uh, man, you talked about Friday. Let's go back. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder earned their way into that spot where another win or go home. They would have been playing last night with the win, but – uh, gosh, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert dominated that game. Uh, really, I thought, affected Shea Gilgis-Alexander with, with shots at the rim, shots at the paint. And Oklahoma City, uh, after trailing by 10 at halftime, were really never in it in the second half. Uh, but overall, outside of that game, overall, a really uh, important season, I think, for the future of this team, getting those guys that experience while also having a, you know, a slight chance uh, to move up in the draft lottery when that comes here in a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, it was a tremendous, uh, I mean, I mean, I've been saying for months, guys, you know, that I that this was the perfect scenario for me. Get a couple of, quote, playoff games in and then get back into the lottery because uh, they weren't beating Denver. I mean, you saw what Denver did to Minnesota, and probably there's going to be may- maybe four or five. And it's gonna be five. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it was, you know, that game to me really showed what the uh, what the uh, negatives are? By the way, my grandson just walked in. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, wait for anyway. Um, yeah, that showed what they need to do. That team showed what they need help with. It really did that game. And uh, you know, they need a big man. They need a big man that can do some things and protect the rim against other big men. So, um, yeah, tremendous season. It's interesting though, dude. I got worn out. After that other game, people telling me how great Gideon Dorda and what an idiot I am. And I, got, I didn't get one message about that. <laughs> Not one person said one one word to me about Dorda. I mean, about uh, Gideon. Nothing. That Dorda hit some threes at the end to make it look a little better. But Dorda was just, I mean, I mean, uh, Gideon was horrible. And uh, no one said a word. See, that's why I don't react to one game. The UCC bias is stupid. It's one guy. If you play one game and you do great or you do bad, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be like that for the rest of your life. So, uh, you know, Giddy uh, had an incredible game the other day, and he had a horrible game on Friday. So we will see as he grows up. He's 20 years old. But, yeah, great season. Bad game. It got obliterated. But um, great season. I mean, you can't ask for any more than what's happened. And then now maybe they get lucky. Maybe they get really lucky in the uh, in the lottery. But if not, you get home run back. It's like you got a you got a, you got a number one pick in a home run, and then um, I do think they've got to get a big man, whether it's in the draft or you know you can pick him up as a free agent or maybe make a small, small trade for one. I always meant I always always mention Plumley when I say this, but you know that kind of guy. There's guys out there like that. You can get them, and uh, if they do that, then I think that next year is going to be a really nice year. And you know, there's no uh, no excuses or anything next year. I know that they'll still try to develop players, but next year they got to go for it. And uh, I think they will. If they don't, you'll probably hear from me, but they got to go <laughs> for it next year. Um, you, you mentioned a big man. Of the, of the current roster, you know, with Chet coming back, 
Who are some guys that you think ought to be a little bit worried about whether or not they're going to have a spot on this team uh, next year? And then, obviously, it's hard to tell what happens after that. But it, but as far as this offseason, who are some of the guys that you're you're wondering whether or not they'll be back? Well, I said for a long time that two years from now is when it's serious. And yeah. if you look at two years from now, I mean, I just don't think there's any way that Trey Mann's on the squad. I think the serve is probably gone. You know, Robinson Earl. Um, you know, all probably all of those guys are probably gone, more than likely. I mean, they'll still have, you know, be given Jang a chance because he's so young. And then, um, you know, you'll have another pick that they're going to be getting. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of dudes on here that aren't, aren't going to be – they're not going to be on this team in two years. But hopefully you get better. You know, that's the team, man. You keep getting better and better. Look, they got eight picks in a two-year period. Eight first-round picks in a two-year period. They're not going to use all of them. There's no possible way. You can't do that. So they're going to have to maneuver and move up and do some things, and uh, I'm sure that he will. I'm sure that he will. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot, decent amount of guys on this team that probably – I mean, like Wiggins, no doubt Wiggins is a winner. Kendrick Wayne, you know, the starting lineup, Holmgren, probably uh, Arkansas Williams, and Isaiah Joe. Other than that, I, I think everybody else is probably gone, if you ask me. You know, going into the year, before the Chet injury, my expectations were, I would say, around medium. And then after the Chet injury, they went pretty much to zero. And then we got what we got. What what should I be should I, what should I expect next year? Because if you know, obviously they overachieved with uh, what forty one wins. Did they set the bar too high? Am I and do I need to like kind of pull back on my expectations for next year? What do you think? Well. I think that's a really good question because I think people will think, well, they won 40 or 41 this year. Next year, they're going to win 50. And I think that's just, you know, I've already gotten people telling me that, you know, messaging me on Instagram. I think they're going to win 50 next year. Uh, you know, that's not the way it goes. Remember something, fellas. Next year, they're not going to surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. People right. are going to be, people are going to be thinking, yeah, this team had a good year. Uh, you know, they're one of the teams a lot of people in the league are talking about. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, there's a legitimate chance that they could be a better team and win about the same amount of games. I don't know if people are, want to hear that, but I think it's really important to think about that. But I think that's a really good question, Jared. I don't think you should be, you know, cautiously optimistic. There's no doubt. I mean, they got a lot of optimism. But I don't think that suddenly next year you should think that they're going to be up there like trying to get a home court seat. But, you know what, they surprise everybody this year. Maybe they will again next year. But I, my guess is next year – I probably think they win somewhere between 40 and 45 games. And, um, you know, or maybe like the six seed, something like that. I mean, I think that, you know, if you get about 45 wins, I think that that'd be in the six seed rank. And then the next year, you're hoping to really uh, get after it. How much do you think the first kind of iteration of the Thunder back with those, you know, there's already seen a lot of comparison to, to those young core that did what they did. How much do fans have to fight just expecting this one to do what that one did? Well, not here. this is what I would say to those people. Not one player on this team is as good at the position as they were back then, okay? Gildas Alexander is not as good as Durant, right? We all agree with that, right? Right. Um, nobody on – Giddy's not as good as Westbrook. Um, you know, Harden is better than anybody else on the team. So, yeah, I mean, look, they they got a really nice core of players. Let's see what Holmgren does. 
Can, is Holmgren, I think you texted me this, uh, uh, Skinny, on Friday. Um, is Holmgren going to be as good as Serge Ibaka? Right. I mean, listen, if Holmgren, first of all, you, you'd hope that Holmgren is better than Serge Ibaka for where he was drafted. But if Holmgren is as good as Serge Ibaka, well, then that's going to be a really good player, right? That's right. a really good player. So we just don't know yet. He went to the finals, and let's not, let's not forget that. This next year after that, they were considered to be maybe the best team in the entire league. What did they win? Skinny 50? How many games did they uh, win? They 60. I think they won 61 or 2 maybe. That, that, they 61 and 21, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like yeah, that. So, yeah, I mean, let's not go there yet. Okay, let's not, let's not go there yet. Um, but I think they're going in the right direction. You always want to look forward, and we should look forward, but don't look forward too gladly is what I would tell people. Uh, the playoffs started this weekend. What uh, what struck you with uh, with the action so far here in the first uh, couple of days? Uh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? We're going to lose Giannis and John Moran is out. Oh, Hero is out. That's just terrible, man. That's just, you know, that's just a shame when teams play all year long and then they get hurt in the playoffs like this. Now, the amazing thing about the Bucks, I think the Bucks were just shocked. The Bucks can still win without Giannis. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but, uh, you know, Memphis is done. I mean, if Moran, Moran I think he's out. I, I, I don't think he's going to play. And if he doesn't play, they're done. Lakers, heck, the Lakers can beat him with him, so they're going to beat him without him. Um, yeah, it's a tough deal. Also, my king, my, my new beloved yeah. king, what a great win. Boy, is the Aaron Fox any good? My goodness. That dude, man, is so, nobody talks about him because nobody cares because nobody watches him, but, he is really good. They got a good team, man. Look, this series is not over, but the Golden State's horrifying is that is not even a word. They're a horrible record on the road. I don't know how anybody can think, oh yeah, I really like I really like Golden State. So, you know, they they figured out a way to lose the game. Um I've never seen in my entire life a player go three for nineteen <laughs> and be that bad and everybody talks so great about somebody. I've never seen like I I he made some really – you know the way I would look at it? You know, there's people that love Russell Westbrook and there's people that don't. I'm one that doesn't. So you can look at things – you know how we all do that in different ways. You know the way I look at that thing, Anthony Phillips? How disgusting it is that this dude has gone 15 years without playing the defense that he can. That's the way I look at it. Now, everybody looks – I'm sure everybody's going to go, wow, he made unbelievable plays. He was defense and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he did. He did make some good plays. Why didn't he play defense his whole career? Seriously, why would he just stand around and watch people? Because he was suddenly decided to be fired up. That would disgust me. Well, it does disgust me, but I'm always disgusted with Russell Westbrook. But three for nineteen and one for—I mean, he's, he just, it was ridiculous. And everybody today, oh my gosh, with Russell Westbrook this and Russell Westbrook that, he did have some good offensive rebounds and he did do some good things. I'm not going to take it away from him, but name me another player. Like, when I go on the radio today with Al Eshbeck and others, I'm going to ask him, name me one player that you would say goes three for 19 and played a great game. Guys, is there anybody? I mean, I know both of y'all like Russ. I don't is think there I... Is that go three for 19 that you would come on and go, God, that was a great game. I don't think you could say he played a great game. What I think you can say, though, is that he made great plays that helped his team win that game. Is that fair? That's fair. By the way, the last play was a foul, right? I mean, he didn't even touch the ball. I know they say, well, a hand is part of the ball. Are you kidding me with that? I mean, so it was, yeah. He, and then the, 
to, to go out of bounds and throw it back off of him. That was really impressive. I mean, that was really good. Here's the difference between me and everybody else. When Giddy has a great game, I come on the radio and say it's a great game. Right? That's what I do. I give it up to him. When he stinks, no one says a word. It's the same thing with Westbrook. The same thing. He's done a nice job with the Clippers since he's been over there. But he's played a handful of terrible games. And when that happens, cricket. Nobody says a word. So all I want is people to be fair and say last night Westbrook was about as bad as any player I've ever seen offensively. As ever. And this is why he had to make some of those plays is because he's dunk yeah. offensively. Um, but he did make some really good plays. That's the truth. I don't know how anybody else could say differently about it. Back to the injuries. I've seen a whole. I blew you all the way there. Didn't I? Yeah. I just blew you all the way. <laughs> you guys don't know what to do. But I've seen a whole bunch of people online starting to talk about eliminating charges because they feel like uh, those two injuries to, to Giannis and Ja Morant were were guys sliding underneath, and that's not defense. I mean, at what point do we just say, okay, you can't guard anybody? I mean. Taking a charge, like especially if you look at like the Thunder, that's the only rim protection they had. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stand up straight up and block anybody's shot because they didn't have anybody over six foot seven out there. So I mean, I think it's just ludicrous that that freak things happen when guys get that far up in the air. And now we're wanting to change the game, and it's always to benefit offensively and not defensively. I mean, enough said. You're right on the money. I mean, that's just stupid. Absolutely stupid. And if we continue in all of these sports to react, be reactionary in our decisions on changing the games, th- these games, aren't, we're not even going to know what they look like 20 years from now. I'm not going to be here probably, but I'll tell you this, 20 years from now, all of our sports, we're not even going to be able to recognize them. If, if, we, if we become this reactionary society of, yeah, oh, yeah, now we got to get rid of charges. Are you kidding me? This is stupid. I hope there's not any – please tell me that there's not anybody of substance that's saying that. There's not like an NBA analyst that's saying that, are they? There's some big-time writers that that have kind of – that are absolutely in favor of it. That's just dumb. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, what, so, so, in other words, when somebody drives to the basket, okay, when somebody drives to the basket – um, what are you supposed to do? Move out of the way? You can only try to block the shot? Because let me tell you something. There were about, I don't know, 10 fouls yesterday as I was watching those games where the guy didn't even touch the dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't even, they didn't even touch him. I'm not talking about maybe it was a soft foul. Didn't touch them. And they called the foul. I don't know why they don't, like, uh, you know, um, do the review, ask for a review. I can't remember which one it was. There was one where, Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it was, but they didn't even touch the guy, right? And uh, and and they just they called a foul. So is that what we're going to do? I guess they'd rather have that, where the referees are just going to call foul after foul after foul. That's just stupid. Whoever that is should be gotten rid of at their paper or website or whatever it is. That's just dumb. Well, that's the equivalent of in the NFL where a guy lays up from trying to tackle a quarterback because he's afraid he's going to get flagged for it, and then the quarterback makes a play. You know, it's it's the sure the what a great man you said the sissification of yeah. sports. That's what it is. It's pretty much what it boils down to. It is. It's ridiculous. Um, but they but you know that's the way we are nowadays, fellas. We're just 
our whole society is just reactionary. Yep. If something happens, yeah. I mean, my gosh, just play the game. Yeah, they got hurt. You can get hurt doing anything, right? Yep. Get hurt doing anything on the floor. Just because they both got hurt that way doesn't mean that you change the game. How surprised are you after what we saw here that Austin Reeves can be oh a real true contributor to a really good team with the Lakers? I have never in my life seen a player that I can remember, maybe you can do it, who is so different at the higher level than he was at the lower level. Now, I've talked about this many times in baseball. When you get to the big leagues in baseball, the lights are so much better. The pitchers throw the ball more around the plate. You know you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. guys? I mean, so I'm not saying it's easier to hit in the big leagues. It certainly isn't. But if you can hit, you should be able to hit there because of all the things that I just talked about. The lights, dude. When, the first time I went to the big leagues, I just stood there on the field. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like daytime. <laughs> if you don't look out towards the sky, you think it's daytime. The lights are so good. So it is easier as far as the conditions are concerned. But, yeah, I – I don't know, guys. I, I, it's it, the whole thing is kind of interesting to me. It really is, and uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens down the road. I honestly don't remember Kawhi Leonard at San Diego State. Maybe I wasn't paying attention then, but he's a guy that I don't remember him being a superstar basketball player that transferred over. Oh, he to wasn't. The, no. Don't you remember he got drafted low, and then yeah. and then and then uh, San Antonio went up to get him. Right. But Reeves, fellas, is, this is ridiculous. He's an undrafted free agent. Right. He's going to make himself $80, million, $100 million. And you know what? I, don't, I'm not, I wasn't a real big fan of his, but I think it's just, you know, the way he looks kind of messes with you a little bit, I guess. You know, he's kind of got that little opie look, but yeah. he's also kind of acts like he's a – I was going to say a bad word there. Not a bad <laughs> word, but, um, you a know, punk, he kind of acts like he's a he bad like dude. A punk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not really – I don't know if it's a punk. It's just a – I mean, Westbrook walks. He's the one who acts like a punk. By the way, did you see what he did at halftime? Too? Yes. Fan. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about that. But anyway, um, yeah, but Reeves, you know, he's really cocky. And in college, he was cocky basically for no reason. But now he's uh, cocky for a really good reason. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting because I think when he came from Wichita State, he was kind of playing off the ball like he is now. And, and then when he, when he had the ball in his hands so much, his shooting numbers went way down at OU, and, it, and maybe it's just the, the, the style that he was forced to play in Norman is so much different than what he's really excelling at in the NBA. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right, man. It, it, that's a really good point, Skinny, because, uh, by the way, let me tell you, I got a punter. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, yeah, no, I got a lot of things going on, fellas. I don't know, I got, like, life. You know, we got an unbelievable fair tomorrow. I wish the other city people would be coming out, man. You guys should come. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If you love the fair, we're going to have a great fair. But anyway, having said all that, yeah, that's skinny. Again, tremendous point. His game is more suited for the NBA. And, you know, the college basketball stinks. I mean, you know how I feel about that. It stinks. The coaches put their thumb on everybody. Now, he did have Lon Kruger, who obviously knows the NBA and everything else, right? But Mm -hmm. still, guys, you know, I think you're right. I think it really, really fits Austin Reeves a lot better to be in the NBA where he's more free. Because he sure is a free – he's kind of a free will kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, he definitely seems that way, just with his attitude here's and the way the he thing. carries himself. Here's the other thing. Here's the, I'm sorry to cut up, but here's the other thing, Skinny. He's got one of the best players in the entire world. Come on, Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, 
when I started in the radio, you know what helped me? Al Eshbeck. Because Al Eshbeck was one of the first to ever do it. Now, whether you like him or not, I really don't. This has nothing to do whether you like Al or not or like what he does. Al's one of the first to ever do what we're doing right now. And he kind of, he liked me. Mm-hmm. After I did about, I don't know, a couple months, he goes, hey, you got a chance to be pretty good in this business. And I said, thanks. Well, that comes from what we call the legend. Right. Well, so is LeBron. LeBron's a legend. And LeBron loves this kid and thinks he can really play. So that helps his confidence even more. I'll tell you right now, when you go to the big leagues and uh, Eddie Murray and Kyle Ripken are there, if they don't like the fella, you're going to be in trouble. Because I'm going to let you know. You better make sure that they think that you can play. Because if they don't think you can play, then you're in trouble. So that helps him immensely, too. So it's an amazing story. And, uh, boy, he made some big-time plays the other day. So really cool. Uh, out of the, let's see, the Suns, the Bucks, Memphis, who else lost at home? Was that kind of the – and Cleveland. Let's say out of those four teams, which one of those do you think uh, is, is in the most trouble? Are you going to say Memphis just because Memphis. of Jaw? Yeah, Memphis. Is, Memphis is done. Lakers are playing so good. No John Morant. They're done. They're definitely done. I'll tell you what, too. Kevin Durant's numbers look all good. Dude, when Kawhi Leonard's lighting it up, you got to take the basketball and score. In the fourth quarter, he didn't, he didn't shoot. I don't, did he shoot a shot in the fourth quarter? I don't think he shot a shot. Yeah, he was making great passes and everything, but you're the man. No, he did hit one big three, I think. But anyway, the, 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 it's just you got to be better than that. And Chris Paul, I love the dude, but I'll tell you what, you miss all them shots, you're going to continue to be ripped for your playoff performances. So obviously they have to win this next game. And Kawhi Leonard, fellas, is amazing, is he not? Yeah, he I is. mean, holy, he's like a robot, and he doesn't talk either, so that makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, and then you got—I mean, Eric Gordon looks like me, and he was out there. He scored like ten of the first twelve points last night. <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> no, I hear you. It, it, it is pretty impressive, guys. Listen, I hate to blow you all up, but I got a plumber out here that I got to talk to. I got you. Uh, the pot, the podcast that comes out today is great. So, people, if you want to listen to the Julian Jim Cherry podcast, and I sure appreciate you guys. I will definitely uh, be back next week, okay? All right. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day. See you, fellas. See Bye. ya. That's the ultimate Jim Traver. Plumber at his house. I've got that same thing going on today at mine. A plumber? Yes. I'm going to make sure to check my pipes. Plumber. <laughs> plumber and plumber and a realtor doing some plumbing. Surely that's going to work, isn't it? Oh, boy. If it's the realtor, <laughs> I think it is. It Uh-oh. is Western Oklahoma Realty. It's, it's our man, Tyler? It is. All right. He assures me that he knows how to do this stuff. <laughs> Thankfully, he's bringing a plumber well, along. If you just, trust him to sell your case. home, surely he knows the, the inner workings of, the, of your house. <laughs> surely, right? Yeah, surely. <laughs> surely does. Uh, Man, I, I think that that's, the Austin Reeves thing is so crazy. And listen. It's fascinating. Uh, Jim was talking about LeBron and liking him. I get it. LeBron likes him after what he did last night. But do you really think the first practice, like LeBron would say, oh, first practice, man, I could tell he had it. Really? No. Do we another, really believe another that? Another long li- list of lies <laughs> that, or another lie do that you, you could add to his long list. At yeah. what point in the season do you think LeBron learned Austin Reeves' name? Re- yeah, like exactly. February, yeah, like after the All Star break yeah. or something, maybe maybe after All Star break when everybody was traded and the team changed, he's like, oh yeah, what's that white guy's name? You remember yeah, him exactly? Oh hey, Austin, I'm, thinking, I'm LeBron. He's seen this kid when he first came and <laughs> thinking this guy's gonna be cut. I'm yeah. not gonna give you the time of day. Who gave the ball boy a jersey? Well, the ball boy can shoot pretty good, but who gave him <laughs> right. a jersey? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
thought that was pretty funny. Uh, it's only, it's, only, it's, it's the, Le- the LeBron way trying to take credit for something. But it does. But here's the thing, though, and Jim's right about this. If When Austin Reeves hears that, Oh, it can yeah. do nothing but elevate his confidence even more. And, and, and he doesn't need it a ton because there's no doubt. We saw it at OU. You know, I think it's interesting that he's excelling at the, against the highest level because think about the best games he had in Norman. It, it was always against the best teams. teams. You know, yeah. Gonzaga. And, and the, you know, that, that really good Gonzaga team that went all the way to the, the championship game. Yeah. You know, that his best game that season was he against them. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, almost 30. You're just going yeah. right at those guys. I think so, another part of it, too, is just how the game is called on on the court. Well, the, the, the officiating is what I'm saying, college versus the NBA game. Sure. You know, I think that kind of loosens them up as well. But they all – I mean, when you think about his roles on those two teams, mm-hmm. his role at OU was to handle the ball, score, do everything. It's a lot easier for him right now because he's got Anthony Davis and LeBron James – one, two options, when you're, and he's probably not even the third one. May, you know, he might become that or whatever. But, gosh, you got so much more space, so much more and, freedom. And it's a lot easier deal. Yeah. And uh, on that note, he's, he's probably thinking, I don't have to be great. i got LeBron and AD on this team. I just have to be good. And, and sometimes he, good looks great. And he was good yeah. yesterday. They had four guys score 20 or more. Ryu uh, uh, Hachimura. Out of, out of nowhere with 29 on 11 to 14 shooting. You see what uh, was it? Um, golly, Desmond Bain. See what he said about that? No. He's like, that's got to be the best game of his career. It's a seven-game series. We really think he's going to do that on Wednesday. I mean, that's one of his opponents. <laughs> like, not believing what happened with uh, Hachimura uh, there. But that it, you can't. it's going to be hard to win without Ja. There's no doubt about that. But the one thing is um, Memphis did have – Tons of experience playing without him, uh, you know, for, for that extended period of time. They didn't so, necessarily tank without him. No. And even last year, you know, a lot of the MVP talk that was about Ja throughout the year, then you looked at the record without him and you're going, wait a minute. Everybody else that's, uh, that's on this list, when they're not playing, their team isn't very good. Mm-hmm. When you're not playing, the team is still winning a bunch of games. Right. So it, it speaks to the, the guys around him. But that's also regular season. It's a lot different animal trying to beat LeBron James in a playoff series yeah. without your best player. Right. So that's uh, it looks like a tough break there for Memphis if he can't go uh, or even limited uh, because, like, listen, I'm not 100% sure the Lakers don't beat them if everybody's a 1 million percent healthy uh, the way that L.A. is playing right now. They play really good. They, they, that's why I put they them in the Western look, Conference yes, Finals. I got a good feeling about them. They look like the hype that has been around them right now. They right. finally they got the right mixture of people. And, and quite honestly, I think that, that at least with, when you talk about Westbrook leaving there, I think it helped both sides because he's more of what LA, what, what the Clippers needed and what the Lakers got back is more of what they needed. Uh, and so I, I think that's one of those trades that, we're gonna, that we kind of look at and go, you know what, that's what a trade's supposed to do. When you trade, it's, you're, both teams are supposed to, be, to get help. It's supposed help. to be a win-win. No that's one agrees right. to a trade just because they want to get bad unless you're definitely wanting the tank. But yeah, I can, yeah the idea is you don't for give both up teams. assets – to tank. That's right. You know, so, yeah, it has to be a win-win in both people's eyes, and right now it looks like that. Yeah, it definitely does. So, NBA playoffs going on. Uh, the golf was awesome over the uh, yesterday with Man Spieth. That putt on the first playoff hole, I don't know how it didn't go in. It didn't, and then Matthew Fitzpatrick knocked it to a foot, and 18 inches, whatever it was, on the third playoff hole to win. Um, what else? What else has happened over the Oh, weekend? well, you know, Texas Rangers took two of three from Houston. So oh, you know what? There's always that. No kidding. Tampa Bay lost. 
Tampa Bay lost two, didn't they? Or did they get swept? I think they've lost three, but they're they, still pretty they, dang good. Then they got swept then if they lost I all think, three. I think. Fourteen and two. Okay. Let's okay, so they won yesterday. They won one. Okay. They they lost the first two games to that series to the Blue Jays. Oh, speaking of two of three, uh, my Brewers took th- two of three out in San Diego against the Padres. You know, the Padres deserve to uh, lose. Excuse me, excuse me. Three of four. I oh, forgot they played Thursday as well. Yeah. They deserve to lose on Friday night, the Padres, that is, because of the hideous uniforms that they wore. You have to look it up. After the Thunder game, I turned it to that while I was doing some work in the garage, and and my wife like, is that what they wear? So I think it's just like a city edition uniform, honey. I don't think they wear these all the time. I just saw the city edition uh, Rangers pop up. I have not. Don't spoil it for me. I, I can't just wait. They've saw been, they've been teasing it for the last couple of weeks. Anxious to see what it looks like. All right, that'll do it from Sarah National. Thanks to uh, Jay Manning coming out and uh, getting everybody. Listen, four spots left, four or five are here in the Bob. Better hurry. It's 29th and 30th, call 928-9046. As I mentioned earlier, KECO 26th annual. Books are open, KECOFM.com. It's where you can sign up. Better hurry. And pay. <laughs> yeah, you better get going uh, because it's not those spots are not going to last long. Thanks to the folks here at Sarah National. Everybody have a great day. It's been the Skinny on Sports and Lee Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Wow.